0: Founderspace, Mentors, and Masters. I'm Captain Hawk, CEO of Founderspace, the leading global startup accelerator. I'm also author of the award-winning books, Make Elephants Fly, Surviving a Startup, and The Five Horses. I'm here today with Dr. Chris Lee, ceo of elemental shift now dr chris is really interesting because he has a phd and background in neuroscience and he uses biofeedback to help people perform better at work communicate better and mentally be prepared for the challenges they face so dr chris welcome to the show
1: and tell us a little about your background Captain Hoff, always an absolute pleasure to spend some time with you. Um, And I'm really excited to be here today because a lot of the topics that we're going to go over are some of the most common symptoms that I recognize out in the entrepreneurial world, which includes mental health, intellectual fatigue, and burnout. So to dive right into this, the life that I have today, the degrees that I have, the information that I know is a complete and total accident. I never thought that I would be here. I never thought I'd be doing the things that I'm actually doing with my life. So this story, this journey really begins about five years ago. And I was a year into my doctorate program. And at that time in my life, I had something called white ceiling syndrome. And I know this is something that a lot of our entrepreneurs out there can probably align with where you go to bed at night and you're stuck staring at the ceiling, asking if you're kind of living your life's purpose. Did I actually get all the things that I wanted to get done? Do I feel fulfilled in this day? And I started to notice that that voice and that story was getting louder and the agitation of my story or my potential not being fulfilled was becoming an even more abundant voice in my life so i started to recognize that agitation and i just finished up with a neurophysiology midterm from a doctor who's giving that test and i'm pretty sure that language was not in english so i'm not really feeling top tier so like any good 23 year old i got on my 21 speed bike and i went to the local walmart and i was really going to splurge and treat myself it was friday right i really deserved to treat myself i got a three dollar bottle of wine and clearance dark chocolate Because Easter was like two weeks ago. So like the dark chocolate Easter was obviously on sale. Spent my 550 and I was on my way home. And on the way home, I think the universe, God, whatever you so choose, kind of like cracked open a door and said, Hey, how about we like take this pathway instead of like doing a nine to five practice and finishing up your doctorate? I think you should express your gifts in this way. And I was like, Nah, not really. So the universe, I fondly believe, kind of gives you whispers. And a lot of us, I imagine a large handful of these entrepreneurs sometimes listen to the the whispers. And then there's a lot of us that are slow learners like me, and we don't listen to the whispers. So we get the screams and then we don't get the screams. Then you get a two by four to the back of the head. And it's kind of like, this is a direction to express that potential. There's a phase after two by four to the back of the head, and that is called black SUV. And that was with a phase that i had reached so i'm on my way home and i'm barreling down this hill in atlanta and out of the corner of my eye i watched this black suv blow a stop sign and i knew it was too late i hit them hate they hit me we're both going about 35 miles an hour and it sent me to the hospital i had internal lacerations i had a bucket handle fracture my body was trashed i was on a bike that was a black suv those two things don't really mix really well together so for the next 13, 14 days. I watched my healthy body deteriorate. And that was kind of my first splash into what depression was like. I watched my healthy mind start to fall apart. I watched everything on Netflix and it just really wasn't a good thing, but it was on day 15 that my life flipped upside down for forever. So I'm laying in bed and the doctors were like, hopefully we'll get you up and walking in about nine months. And I was like, oh, that's, that's awful. I, what, but I'm laying in bed and I get this phone call and I pick it up and it's an old family friend. I hadn't talked to in like a year, I pick it up. And just for the sake of it, I go, Hey, Steve, what's going on? How are you? And he's frantic. He's like, Hey, hey, do you still live here, here, here? And I was like, yeah. And he says, I am on my way back to your place. Get home. Now, make sure your brother's home. Who's also getting his doctorate, make sure your brother's home. And he hung up on me and I'm like, what is, what is going on? So I call my brother and I'm like, hey, you need to get home. Like, Steve called, something's weird. He's acting really peculiar. Like, I can you get home. He says, Yep, gets home. So I hear my brother's truck pull in and I hear Steve's truck pull in. And this is the first time that i got gotten myself out of bed in a long time. So I'm standing up and I'm really shaky. Um, if anybody's ever been on bed rest for a long period of time and you stand up, like you just you're shaky. You have no muscle strength anymore. So I'm standing in the bed frame and I'm super, super shaky. And I watch the front door of our really shitty two bedroom apartment open up and I see my brother and I see Steve and my brother's crying. He's my older brother. I've never seen him cry before. And he's, he's sobbing and he sees me standing there and he runs over and hugs me. And I don't know what's going on. And I I look at him, I'm like, what is going on? He looks at me and he says, Dad's gone. I'm like, what do you mean, dad's gone? Like, dad died. So we found out that my dad had bipolar schizophrenia and he had lived down the road from us, Atlanta, which was amazing. We got to like rekindle like a relationship and it was really beautiful. And my dad had killed himself. He had committed suicide on that day. And we had no idea. Like I'd seen him three weeks ago at a barbecue that he had put on. And this was my first like really deep experience into depression and really into mental health because I just didn't see it coming. So I went to the doctors and started the healing process of like, all right, I'm not going to my dad's funeral with like a catheter bag and like all of these other things, like get it off me. Like, yeah, fuck that to the moon. Like no way. And I signed the stack of waivers and we have the funerals and you start the emotional healing process. But like, I don't know about anybody else out there, but like, I didn't get the day in school where you like process your emotions or you process your taxes. And I can't help you with your taxes, but hopefully at the end of this, we'll better understand how your mind operates inside of emotions. So after that period of time, the universe wasn't done. So in the next three months, the depression got worse. The anxiety got worse. But what also happened is I got a call from the school and the school says, Hey, we just want to give you a heads up. It's like that enrollment officer. Anybody that's ever been at university gets that enrollment officer. Like you're too happy. And they call me like, Hey, is this like Dr. Chris? And I wasn't a doctor at the time yet. I was like, yeah. They said, I just wanted to give you a heads up there, bud, that you're going to be $211 or $200,011 in debt by the time we reach the end point, have a great day. And they hang up and I'm like, cool. So $200,000 in debt, 23 years old, body shattered, depressed, anxious. Oh, by the way, my girlfriend at the time calls me and says, Hey, you're going to be a dad. And I was like, okay, um, this is fine. Like the world is completely on fire around me. And I kind of had this dark moment of the soul trying to understand like, what's this next step. So I did what everybody's telling you to do is to go to therapy and, you know, talk about it and share about it in these groups. And I hated it. Like it it made me worse. It didn't make me better. And like, I'm not saying that therapy is bad. It just didn't work for me. Right. Cause like, I don't know about anybody else out there. I imagine a lot of the entrepreneurs that are listening to this, y'all are skeptics, right? Like me, like, okay, that's really cute. And that's really lovely. But if I don't like understand it, I'm not going to believe in it and I'm not going to do it right. Like there's some basic neuroscience, the brain never attaches onto ideas. It doesn't believe will make a change positive or negative for that type of reference. And that was when I really started to dive into neuroscience because somebody explained the brain to me in this very simple complex in front of my neuroscience aficionados out there. I understand I'm painting with very large broad strokes here. They said that the mind flows through the brain. And right now the areas of your brain that are gonna help you rationalize and understand your circumstances differently so that you can heal intrinsically are not available frontal cortex acc all these different areas of the brain that actually help you produce change they're offline because you're emotionally physically intellectually stressed to the max until you turn those brain centers on your mind will wander in these looping patterns to protect you right because the same areas of the brain are lit up with emotional pain as they are with physical pain and i was in a lot of emotional pain and my body recognized that so it was turning those areas off so, if you go forward a little bit, I started to understand neuroplasticity. I started to understand neuroscience. And if you go to where I am today, fast forward five years, I now teach this to Fortune 500 companies. I've served over 5,000 people. I'm starting to get these systems into the South Carolina prison systems, hopefully in the next two to three years, to understand that you can change. We just need to understand the brain a little bit differently because. I think that mental health is truly brain health. And I think motivation and mindset are absolute dog shit. I think that they are uh, marketing tactics for people that don't understand practicality or how to give practical tools. So I'm hoping that we can dive into some of like the actual tangible tips in here to help get those areas of the brain turned on that have to do with intuitive uh, motivation, intrinsic motivation, creativity, all those things that actually help me change my life and dive into that. Because if I can do it, trust me, I am not special, right? I've studied a lot of different places and I've worked really hard. But at the end of the day, if I can do it, anybody else can do it too. Dr. Chris, that is a very,
0: very emotionally tumultuous story. You survived it. Um, You came out on top and you learned a lot in the process, clearly, not just from your education in neuroscience, but from personally what you went through, your journey. Now, I want to understand how do you combine neuroscience with understanding, you know, improving your performance, your mood, dealing with stress and anxiety, all these things that shut down your brain, you were, you were alluding to that. What can people do when they're in that position, when they are, let's say, depressed and everything yep. shuts down, or they're, um, you know, suffering some sort of trauma, and they're literally, they're frontal cortex shuts down and they can't access it. How do they overcome that?
1: So for a lot of people, myself included, the biggest step was starting to understand like my data. Right. So right now, if anybody's watching this or if you're listening to this, I measure my biometrics on a daily basis. All of my clients do this too. And I highly recommend finding a metric to understand are you actually improving? Because again, the mind is intangible, your emotions are intangible. But if you can start to correlate data together, that's what really starts to make a difference and you can start to build those connections. So you say data. Are you using an EEG device, a a brain wave measuring device? Yeah. So I have a at home, I have a 16 lead and I have a six lead EEG. So I would say that those tools are not practical. They make really cool graphs and things like that. But at the end of the day, I like essentials, right? I want things that are actually going to move the needle. So the things that matter the most, and this is one of the most important biometric uh, scans that we are learning more and more about is HRV, which stands for heart rate variability. And this is an index of how your nervous system is perceiving your environment. And this is what I use with all of my clients, because it is such a phenomenal tool to understand what your nervous system is doing. So to give you a very brief understanding of what HRV really is, your perception of your environment is interpreted through your nervous system, goes up through your senses, goes through the thalamus, the thalamus shoots down, you have reflexes, all these different things start to happen what HRV is looking for is the space between your heartbeats and it measures it and it compares it against itself. So when there's a very correlative, uh, HRV score, the score is very high, which means you have intrinsic resilience, which means external stress can come in and you just deal with it, right? This is increasing your threshold for stress, which is really, really important. We want to be able to handle a lot of stress. This is literally a data point that we can use and see inside of our leaders. They have a lot of intrinsic stress. They can handle a lot of it. When your score is very low, your threshold for stress is also very low. So you can't handle as much of the bullshit emails or the wasted conversations. Again, this is high performance. High performance and mental health are yoked together. And I don't care who says it it is the truth, right? And at the end of the day, if you can start to use a single metric, get a device that measures your HRV. And so what are these devices? So the one that I'm wearing right now is called an Aura Ring. They're a company out of the European Union. Huge, huge fan. They have some of the most beautiful data. And then there's also a company called Biostrack that I partner with, um, BioStrap. And they're out in California, also an amazing company. And they're giving clinical grade HRV scores, right? So this is really great for long-term measuring. So you can look at your habits and your morning rituals and the food that you're eating to see, is it actually making a long-term change and measure it? right? Because one of the things that you and I discussed very briefly was that entrepreneurs, successful people, they quit more often, right? And they quit faster than most other people do. So if you're waking up and meditating and it's absolutely crashing your score for the rest of the day, your system doesn't need that. So my goal with my clients is not to teach them like what to think, but how to act for themselves and then correlating the data, their sleep index, their resting heart rate with something that's actually tangible for them. Wait a second. So you said meditating could actually hurt your HRV score? Yeah. So my people with ADHD, right, which tends to be a lot of our successful entrepreneurs, meditation is going to be one of the awful things for you because your mind runs really fast intrinsically, right? You shift gears very quickly. You need mindfulness, not meditation, because sitting down in a chair and trying to meditate is going to have your foot on the gas and your foot on the brake. And that type of agitation for people with ADHD, or if you have a very overthinking mind. You're just very in your head. You're very, uh, thought oriented. You need to do like mindful walking. And like one of my favorite things I live on waterfront down here I have a beautiful boardwalk, count your steps to 50 and then reset. What that's going to do is fire up two different areas of the brain, which are very important. One is called the anterior cingulate cortex. This has to do with creativity, but it has to do with even more importantly is focus. Most of the successful people I see have the ability to focus for long periods of time. Technology, social media is teaching you to defocus. So training that is really important. And the more you wire it, the stronger those myelination pathways become. The other thing that's really important is just firing up that frontal cortex. That's executive function. What that does is it puts you back in the wheelchair of where you want to self-direct your mind. Again, another leadership tactic that we can both measure with analytics, but you've had enough interviews on this to probably see, oh, that person, someone's home behind the eyes. That's interesting. So you're saying simply walking
0: while counting to 50 over and over and over, Mm -hmm. that puts your mind in the right state of that actually produces good results uh, for your mental stability and clarity?
1: I have... A lot of case studies, let's say that I have a lot of case studies and a lot of proven statistical evidence that shows that people don't get their best ideas when they're like sitting or reading, they get it in the shower, they get it paddle boarding, they get it surfing, right? Like if you look at a lot of these like top tier entrepreneurs, they have created a way to let their mind wander, but your mind is distinctly broken apart into two pieces. Right. One kind of has that supercomputer That's just running for pattern recognition. We call it the reticular activating system. And the other one is actually you, right. It's our focus, our attention. We call that like our rational consciousness, right? I want to give the rational consciousness kind of like something to do. I want the monkey to smash the symbol. So I'm counting my steps. I'm getting some outdoor, outdoor activity, getting some good vitamin D levels, which 80% of the United States is low in on top of some like aerobic exercise. And what I'm doing is allowing that supercomputer, the other 97% of my brain to problem solve for me. And I cannot I, tell you like that simple step is so profoundly powerful. I know exactly what you're talking about because when I'm
0: in the shower, I get my best ideas. And yeah. when I'm in the shower, I'm doing a task that is very simple. So it occupies me. I'm you know washing myself yet. And that frees up the other part of my mind to just go off on these mm-hmm. tangents, which are actually putting, making connections that I wouldn't have made otherwise. And then those good ideas just materialize. So I can, I know I take a lot of walks too but you're right. If I'm just walking, then my, uh, my conscious mind is dominating. So it's Mm -hmm. not free, but I think that counting to 50 is like, I'm in the shower where it gives it something just enough to do that. It's not so occupied. I can't think of something else, but it's occupied enough. So it's not dominating and suppressing my subconscious from putting all these things together. Really, really interesting. Now, when you're talking about the score that you measure Um, with these different devices, does that mean the more variable your heart rate is the better or the worse?
1: I didn't quite understand that. Yeah. So the variability that it's looking for, I want consistency in the space between my heartbeats. So let's just say my heart is beating. It's probably beating faster than this, but like 60 beats a minute. So what this HRV score is doing is comparing the space between those heartbeats, right? Right. The more consistent that it is, the less reactive my system is being to the extrinsic world, which means I biologically, neurologically, physiologically feel safe. So my system will allow different areas of the brain to open up when I feel safe, right? Like the areas of the brain that get closed down the fastest are the ones that allow you to feel joy and presence and happiness, the actual like functional parts of your brain. Those are the first things to go bye-bye because I don't need you to be feeling just irrational, beautiful, unconditional love when I'm being chased by a bear, right? But the same physical stressors that we had a hundred thousand years ago with great, great grandma and grandpa are now psychological stressors. So I can induce stress simply by thinking about it now. Thank you, frontal cortex and human condition. But if you can train that out of you and start to understand it differently to say, oh, I'm in a negative loop or I'm in a worrisome pattern, you need to get outside of the jar to read the label. So to actually get some perspective, you need to have some other tools in your toolbox. So HRV is a really great one. And there's another really great tool. One of my favorite pieces of technology is from Inner Balance HRV. Um, That's from HeartMath. So if you go to heartmath.com and go to inner balance, you get this little monitor and it gives you live HRV. So I take that on a walk with me too. And I can actually correlate the way that I'm internally feeling, which is the intangible emotion, right? I'm subjective to my emotions and then correlate it with the data that I'm listening to because it'll give you different bell sounds and resonances. And I wear that thing all the time, right? Before I went on here, I went for a walk around the pond and I was getting myself correlated and aligned and all those other like floofy words, I have statistical data that shows me that I came into this session coherent, which means my brain is talking to my body and however you want to perceive that, your intuitive sense is connected with your intuition. Your thought patterns. Um, I like having evidence for these things because I am intrinsically skeptical of a lot of other practices. I agree. I
0: am too. I like the hard data, the the ones based on science, because I'm a big believer. And from everything I've seen, from all the people I know, and from all the everything I've read, honestly, neuroscience has a huge impact on everything, uh, your whole perception of the world. And we're literally. We're biological creatures. You can't escape that, and we have to under. And if we're going to improve our cognitive functions, we have to understand our brain science, our biology, how how, how our entire system works together. So. One thing I want to understand is you mentioned that you do use EEG devices, and I'm fascinated by these Mm brain-computer interfaces. They're getting better. They're still pretty crude instruments, but we are on that path towards really perfecting them. Now, I know there's a a lot of ones out there, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of different ones. I mean, you can go on Amazon and get an EEG device for a couple hundred bucks. Tell us a little more about that. So, If somebody wanted to get one, which device would you recommend, and how would you use it?
1: I am very much about essentials and practical things. So there's a device out there called the Muse Monitor, and it's something that you can get off Amazon and you can connect it to a third-party application. And it gives you extraordinarily crude data on where your brainwaves are currently at. You can take some YouTube videos to understand different perceptions of your brainwaves and how they're connecting and correlating together, which is a whole masterclass that takes three hours to dive into But that one's really great because again, you can get that on a third party application and you can just look at what your brain waves are doing. You're gonna see spikes in Delta and I wonder why you're not sleeping and spikes in beta and look, I'm stressed out but it also correlates with their awesome app that helps you understand. So that's a form of neurofeedback, right? So, um, HRV is biofeedback. It's understanding how the biology is changing with the nervous system perception. Um, but the muse monitor is neurofeedback. It's looking for brainwave, uh, synchronization and feedback. So what their application is training you to do is again, create correlations between, oh, I feel rest and calm. And it's giving you tones and feedback, bird chirps, and all kinds of other things to allow you to understand, oh, this is peaceful. This feels different. And then it's giving you the signal to make associations between those two things. And what's really important about that is it's, understand, it's important to understand the associations. It's also important to understand when the association is not there. So when you feel that you're not connected or not inspired or lack of motivation, or you feel burnt out Those are really great times to go do these trainings to get you back in the wheelhouse. So on the days you don't feel motivated, these technologies, these strategies are really great tools so that you're not burning the candle at both ends. Like so many entrepreneurs and like you talk about in your book, which I've been reading, so many entrepreneurs burn the candle at both ends. If you really want to survive the startup, you need to have protocols and functional frameworks to make sure that you and your genius and your idea creation stays in the driver's seat. I wanna know more. So you've given us
0: some really good practical advice. What are some other things entrepreneurs can do today to
1: actually improve their brain function? If you're in the startup phase or you just don't have a lot of money, like I got started, I wanna teach you a way to start to measure your stress in a really practical way. Um, So this is a CO2 tolerance test and I'm gonna do this as quickly as I possibly can. So in the morning time, as soon as you wake up, go use the washroom, drink, drink a cup of water, and then sit down with your iPhone or whatever it is and get a stopwatch, take three deep breaths in and out and in and out and in and out. And on the last breath, blow all the air out and start the timer. What that's going to do is give you a number at the end of that. The number that I want you to record is not how long can you hold your breath, but what is the moment that you feel the inspiration to breathe? This is not an ego test. And this is the hardest thing. The moment that you feel like I should breathe, you write down that number, what this is doing. It's creating an intrinsic perception statistic. So what that's really saying is the moment that you feel the inspiration to breathe is going to start to give you data points for how much stress you can handle. So after seven days, you'll begin to correlate at Today, let's just say today, you had an amazing day and you held your breath and you felt the inspiration to breathe after 25 seconds, which is a pretty solid score, right? That's the amount of CO2 or physiological stress that your vascular system can handle before it triggers stress in your nervous system. Really, really important number after seven days, you correlate that with the good days, which requires a reflection practice at the end of the day right? What this is going to start to provide to you is the ability to correlate numbers and statistics with how well you can perform. After two weeks, you go back and say, oh, wait a second. I could only—I felt the inspiration to breathe 16 seconds. This is not a day that you should be doing a lot of heavy intellectual or emotional work. Your threshold is not very high. These are really great days to get the busy work done and some of those other things. That's one of my favorite tools because it's free it's at that home. All you need is this little test. That's a really great one to start to understand. That's fascinating. I never
0: knew about these tools. Honestly, look, this morning I woke up, I was not on the ball. You know, you, some days you wake up and you're just like, oh, and I felt that stress yeah. th- that some days I wake up, I feel fantastic. Yeah. have so much energy. So other days, it seems like I can start to use some of these tools also to verify that's really the case, and then to take some actions to actually reset myself. So are there any other things I can do, like if I wake up like I was feeling today, to Mm -hmm. give my day a second chance so I can do this interview or tougher stuff- Exactly.
1: And be more present there? Such good question. So you need to understand that the base of your intellectual output is limited by your physiological wellness health as wealth right like we've all heard this so let's just say like you woke up and like you didn't feel really great and if you have different data points and you start to understand you wake up and your readiness score is low and your HRV is low you go oh my gosh but I have an interview with Captoff this afternoon You're like oh my gosh I have to get myself ready on days that I have things like that here's what one of my simple protocols to do I need to get more physiological wellness I need to get my biology to optimum performance so what I'll do is make a concoction of 32 for 32 ounce drinks. It'll be a teaspoon of vitamin C, ascorbic acid from bulk supplements. You can get a bag of it for 25 bucks with a teaspoon of uh, sea salt, mix that together. Your neurons fire on sodium potassium channels. So what you're doing is loading your system with that. It's not gonna kill you. What you're also doing is starting to work on different receptor sites to get antioxidants bound with oxidized free radicals in your system, which are causing more intrinsic stress. So that's phase one. Phase two is hyperoxygenation because, again, O2 is the final receptor on the electron transport chain. If anybody remembers that from mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of the cell, you need more O2 and you need to do this multiple times. So throughout the day, separate your day into quarters on the days that you have things to do and you don't feel top-notch every time on the quarter hour, you drink that drink, 32 ounces of it, hydrate yourself. Do the breath work, which is a simple two to one breathing ratio. So you breathe in for 10 seconds and then you breathe out for 20. That is a very long ratio, but if you can do it on the inverse where you breathe in for five and breathe out for 10, also very good. That ratio is going to signal your brainstem to get you into parasympathetic mode, which again is that rest, peaceful, calm state, really, really important. What you also want to do on those days is understand that your anaerobic capacity, if you're doing workouts is not highly available. So on the days that you have that available and you're stressed out physiologically, yoga, walks, paddle boarding, surfing, things that are not going to overtly put a lot of carbonic acid or high CO2 or lots of lactic acid, your system's already stressed out, right? So understand that the really important thing is understanding why you're here. Right. And again, what did you do yesterday that got your data so shitty today? And this is like the burnout protocol, right? I want more good days, less shitty days where I don't feel good, right? I want more high performance and less like, oh, I want to go eat a bag of Cheetos on the couch, right? Because we all got shit to go do. These systems and protocols are really good. But if you are going back to the same thing you did yesterday that gave you shitty results today, that's insanity doing the same thing over, expecting different results. Dr. Chris, it has been fantastic having you on the show.
0: You know, I think every entrepreneur out there should listen to your podcast. You know, listen to your videos, buy your books, whatever, because you are so full of
1: great advice. Can you tell them where to find you? Absolutely. So I'm all over all the social media platforms. All my handles are at Dr. Chris Lee. Um, My website's Dr. Chris Lee too, Um, and I also run a community, a mastermind, and then the podcast, Dr. is was already on there by the time this one's coming out. Um, It's called The Healthy Mindfuck. And we are extraordinarily proud of that podcast and we're helping entrepreneurs understand all of these systems and metrics. So go check that out too. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you liked it, hit the subscribe
0: button and share it with your friends. You can help us create more great content by subscribing and sharing. Also, if you want to access our online startup program, our investor network, and our entrepreneur resources, just come to founderspace.com.